Hey, welcome back to the Midlife Crisis Task Force. I am Hap. I'm Chris. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to another Trash for the Masses. Woo! Tonight's uh, stinky little cinematic suppository, if I may borrow that line, <laughs> is the 1975 movie The Devil's Reign. Now, I have not seen this film. I don't know if any of uh, my cohorts have, but nope. uh, this nope. this promises nope. to be fun since it's got witchcraft, William Shatner. Uh, how much more could you ask for that? Well, I'm glad you asked because there is a <laughs> lot more. Ernest Borgnine is in this. Eddie Albert, Tom Skerritt, Keenan Wynn, John fucking Travolta. In his feature film debut. Exactly right. Ida Lupino, Lisa Todd. And Anton LaVey <laughs> as himself. Yeah. Yep. Credited as High Priest. So this should be this should be uh, fun or put the F U in fun. I don't know which yet. A little little quick side note for Lisa Todd. Uh just checked her credit. She was in the Hee Haw once, played a character called Sunshine Corn Silk. <laughs> Thought I'd throw that in. That's random. Yeah. That was her hippie. That was her hippie name. Yeah. <laughs> now, the last couple of films we have picked for Trash for the Masses have been duds, to put it mildly. Yeah. Um, really bad, boring, and starred a bunch of nobodies that should never have been let in front of a camera. Um, this movie actually has real actors in it, so I'm hoping this is going to be an improvement over lost platoon and the one we did before that that i don't know if we'll ever publish or not but um i have my hopes up for this one i hope they're not going to be dashed <laughs> <laughs> all i can say is that my biggest fear is that it will have all of these names in it and it will still have long stretches of boring well that is possible so it's it's yeah. always possible it's a it's a low budget horror movie so there's going to be a little bit probably so and it's a it's a low budget seventies horror movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's see. I all right. So Lisa Todd, if she's young, and given that Anton Lavey is in it, and this is a horror movie. Where's the damn rating? I'm just trying to figure out: should we expect boobies? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. Probably not. I'm, you know, if if any of them, I hope it's Lisa Todd, not Ernest Borgnine. Well, well, you're gonna get well, you're gonna get some Borgnine boobies. Don't think you won't. So he couldn't help himself back then. We're gonna get boobies or movies. He wouldn't sign a contract unless it had booby scenes in it for him. Okay. All righty. So, without further ado, we're gonna jump in. Uh, Let, there's, an interesting, there's an interesting quote here in the trivia from a guy named a film reviewer named Michael Adams from his 2010 book Showgirls, Teen Wolves, and Astro Zombies. He called he's called The Devil's Reign the ultimate cult movie. It's about a cult, has a cult following, was devised with input from a cult leader, and saw a future superstar indoctrinated into a cult he'd help popularize. So. Okay. The more times you get to repeat cult in a quote, the better it is. I don't know. We'll find sure. out, I suppose. Why not? <laughs> I All guess right. the next question is, 
Do we want to challenge ourselves to only make TJ Hooker jokes when William Shatner's on screen, or do we want to run the full gamut of (laughs) Star Trek jokes? (laughs) I still remember the 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 joke you did, Chris, when we were in. all right, this this is going to date this. We were in Walden Books in the mall. Oh, Jesus. And we were walking around, and I think it was when he was writing that tech war crap. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Writing. And, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Listen carefully, audience. You can hear us all doing air quotes at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, uh, he had a picture on the cover or whatever, and, and Chris, out of nowhere, just do not look into William Shatner's toupee. <laughs> I nearly crapped myself laughing so hard. <laughs> so expect more of that during the commentary tracks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All, All right, right, we ready? Let's do I this. I think we're ready. Right. Here yes. we go. Here we See go. Y'all after the cut. Wish us luck. All right. And we are back. From the Devil's Reign, and uh, not terrible. No, no but not terrible. Not, not really great. good, but not terrible. Um, story-wise, it was it was it, well, it was just bad, mostly because there wasn't any story. And no, you didn't really. Right. They didn't really tell you a lot of what was going on. Things were just kind of happening, and mm-hmm. everything took way too long to do. Yeah, it was more of like a like a premise or an outline than an actual story yeah uh, but the the technical work on the film was surprisingly good i mean some of the cinematography for the vistas was beautiful uh the, sure. the technical work they put into the makeup for the borg nine demon thing was excellent was, it was outstanding that was very good it was outstanding everything else Makeup wise, paled by comparison. Right. And kudos to Safe House Horror on YouTube for posting an excellent print. Yes. This yes. HD quality. They weren't lying. It, it was excellent print. You could see everything that was going on. It was bright. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> you know, you got to, I got to give them credit for an excellent job with the. Oh, yeah. This was really good for YouTube. I mean, usually when you get a full movie like this, they're usually standard definition or worse, but this one was really good. They did a oh, good job. Real, yeah, yeah, real high cool. quality, very clear, very sound was good. I mean, everything yeah. was good on it. At least as far as the transfer was good. The transfer, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the actual content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, the, a lot of the technical aspects, you could tell that you know most of the money went there because the performances, except maybe for Borgnine. We're just yeah, he did good. He put he put bad. his all into it. Yeah, but everybody else was just. Yeah. Chris and I were discussing this right before we came back. That um, you had this really good cast of really good actors, and they were kind of wasted because they didn't really do a lot. Yeah, it could have um, been anybody in those roles. Yeah, Ida Lupino and and William Shatner, mm-hmm. Tom Skerritt. They all did go turned in good performances. I'm not knocking them, but. It could have been any actor from and that, that could time. Be the period. writing and the, that could be partly the writing and the direction. And the, because yeah, I'm, I'm going to blame that because I will too. Because they really they didn't have, but maybe the first 
I mean, the time they got to actually act was within the first reel of the film. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. after that was Ten just minutes. reaction or driving or walking, uh, yeah. walking, opening doors, and just things happening that don't make any damn sense. It will yeah, make you yell. It will make you yell at the movie for the dumb decisions that some of these characters make. Again, white people in a horror film, you know. I'll put it this way. Right the window. This reminds me. It's a different subject matter, but it reminds me of a movie when I was a kid called Gargoyles. When I was I a remember, kid, I remember that. That's a Roger that, Corman film, I think. Yeah. When I was a kid, that movie scared the hell out of me. This movie would have scared the hell out of me as a kid. But going back and watching yeah. Gargoyles, no, it's stupid. This looking at. It, after all these years of watching movies, this is just not good. It's not scary, but it would have, it would have scared a kid. Young yeah, it definitely. It would have scared a child. I don't think it would have scared an adult. Yeah. The pacing was just not there to build that kind of tension. I mean, they, you could tell they were trying to build tension, taking so long to do it that you lost the tension while you were waiting for them to get to the source of the tension. Yes. Well, the, also, the what they were picking to do with tension was nothing more than what you would have seen before in a slasher film. Yeah, I mean, they did. They yeah. barely worked on anything having to do. All right, so the Devil's Reign, just very quickly, it is a movie. There are some Satanists in it, and there are some not Satanists in it, and that's about. The you know they you put them in a jar and you shake it and they bang together and fight and that's about it. Yeah, right. that's true. Uh, they try to come up with a backstory that makes very very little sense, and uh, it's just it's crazy. It's, but like so the, but they didn't. They, they well, let, let me finish real ahead, quick and then, ahead, then ahead, I will ahead. turn it over to you two to tell me how dumb I am. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're dumb. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> What can I do? Uh, so <laughs> the thing is, I mean, they're, they're, they're picking the, oh, I got to find the, the, the spooky dude in the haunted house thing, opening up doors and whatever. Sure. But they, they didn't do anything to try to build up Satanism. They didn't do anything to try to do a re- uh, religious type conflict between good and evil. Uh, right. They didn't try to stir up, people's emotions that way. And I think, especially at that time, that would have, that would have gone really well. Uh, when did exorcist get released? I am looking that up right now. Because if it was before this, my hand. 73. Yes. 73 two years right, so before this film. This could have ate off of that tension and done it, done it pretty well and probably could have traded dull scenes of driving through the desert or dull scenes of just walking around mm-hmm. into building it up, you know, putting more effort into th- those types of things like being, you know, having people really like, you know, Oh my God, it's the devil. I shouldn't even be watching this. So freaking them out and then giving them some kind of payoff. Right. And they, and they just didn't do it. They just chose, they just chose tropes. It's just, it's bad. Well, a movie like this, 
you need to build up your lore. Any horror movie, any horror story, you got to have a good backstory. You got to have, it's not, you can't just say, oh, it's the devil, it's bad. Okay. You need something to show to connect people with the characters. Maybe, like, maybe if they were at the very beginning scene when the storm was going before all the shit happened, maybe a TV would be on. And then maybe there's a newscast about recent killings. Or a body being found. Yeah. Just something to build up some tension. Have, and I think your point, Hap, when you were telling about it, there was very little with between devil and, you know, devil, evil. Good, good versus, versus evil. evil. I think that was intentional that they didn't bring any Jesus stuff into it. They could have. But I think it was intentional that they didn't because it was just such a generic thing. It's just... This is the devil, you know, whatever your concept of whatever evil is, but they didn't. The only thing they had was that near the beginning, that scene in the church where Shatner was supposed to be testing his faith against Ernest Borgnine, but they really don't even say what Shatner's faith is. You assume Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. But he has to eat all the gingerbread men off the medallion. That's his faith. Right. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying, though. The movie needs more. You need some kind of backstory. You need something to build. You need stuff in the background. You need more than just a flashback tale, a generic flashback tale, I might add. Yeah. But, uh, that, know, didn't, sh- that didn't explain enough. Right. This, it, it this is cartoony. Anything. It's kind of cartoony evil, in a way. You yeah, know, it's, it's one-dimensional. Like, yeah. yeah. Two-dimensional, but, yeah. It, start, it also doesn't help that it, the movie basically starts in the middle and then you go, I mean, you go a long time before you get that piss poor flashback. So when the movie starts, when the movie starts, the movie just starts. And and to your uh, uh, statements, Chris, nothing is built up. It's just, everything is matter of fact. Yeah. And they don't lean lean into the, what the fuck is going on here aspect of it. You know, it, it's just happening. Everybody's and, accepting it too. Yeah, everybody accepts it. Like this is normal. Yeah, you know? a, a man shows up in the rain, says some ooga booga, and then melts in front of them. And everybody's like, "Tuesday, what are you going to do?" You know? <laughs> and they walk back in the house. But that's when you need story. You need something to tie it. Maybe there was a history. You know, get rid of the shit about the Salem shit back into that. Bringing something back, maybe to the old west. Doesn't have to be anything too that far back. You know what I mean? It could they could have, have fleshed that out. They could have they could have started with that, fleshed it out, uh, do the do the climactic thing in that part, and then you know put up a put up a title card going like you know three hundred years later, and then boom, start your movie. But you have that in advance. That would have made more sense given the setting. I mean, the flashback yeah. went back to Puritan New England, but the entire movie takes place in the desert in the American West, somewhere in Texas, we think. Could be Arizona. Maybe. Could yeah, be but, anywhere. Could be yeah. Anywhere. I mean, I mean, hell, even take it back to New Orleans. It's not that far away. Do tie yeah. it in there. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. No, there's a lot of just gaps. It's generic. Like I said, it's generic horror, generic evil. There's nothing there to. You know, you're supposed to be shocked and all, you know, with the effects at the end. I think that's what the draw for this movie would have been. You got to see this ending with all these face melting. That's creepy. 
I guess this, it, it all boils down as we were discussing before we came back that there was maybe 45 minutes to an hour worth of story here. And they stretched it out to almost an hour and a half. Right. This would have been a lot better as an episode within an anthology, like a Twilight Zone episode, I think half said would have been a great Twilight Zone episode or Sure. You know, maybe couple that with another similar story and have that be your move. I don't know. It was there wasn't enough there for the time they needed to fill. So there was a lot of padding. They they should have done more than pad, or I agree, it should have been part of an anthology. Yeah. And the makeup effects were excellent. I mean, Borg, as we've talked about, Borg 9's devil makeup was incredible. The the melting effects were really good, uh, Mm -hmm. much better than they would do in the incredible melt. Well, on on par with what Rick Baker did with the the incredible melting man, but it was just entirely too much of it. It just went on. Well, that's what they had. On and on. You know, that's what they had, and that's what they were going to focus on. That was your climatic. What? How long did that scene last? Was it literally fifteen minutes? At that least, was damn yeah. close. Yeah. yeah, that was way too, way too much. That could have been edited down to two Five or three minutes. minutes. Two, yeah, three minutes. Yeah, let you Five know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't. I don't there, know. there was a twist. Yeah, there was well, a twist. Of course. Uh, I guess. I mean, you knew in the end the bad guy was going to win because that's just the way those movies were made back then. Yeah, yeah, and you knew there'd be a twist because that's the way they made these type of movies back then. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, I, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily call it a twist when you see it coming. <laughs> well, the thing is, I the, tw- the twist for me was mm-hmm. how good and unexpected the reveal of that twist was oh how, oh well, okay no, how, the, how the girl goes out of frame and then back comes board night that yeah. that was pretty good that, i mean that was craft, no, i'll give you that I'll it was not that. the twist we were expecting we were expecting the eddie albert character to have been a secret satanist the whole time right but that's what he, i thought that, was happening yeah that would have been yeah. the obvious way to go so at least they didn't do that but uh, i don't and, know yeah it uh the, I, it, the craft work of the film making, as in for the more dramatic shots, the blocking, uh, the effects work for, you know, especially some of the explosions that went off, went, went off very close to the act yeah. or stunt yeah. people. It could have easily been stunt people, but still they, they did some incredible effect work with the, uh, with the explosion gags. Uh, as we've commented many times, the, the makeup was Better that it had any right to be. Oh yeah, true. true. Uh, for the for the Borgnine character, I think they did the best they could possibly do for the effect of the ones converted to Satanism. Uh, they were all supposed to be missing their eyes, and right. uh, that was done with various levels of success. Now, don't forget the effect where the actual souls were in that container. That was very that good. Was, that, that, was, was, that was very good for 1974. Yeah. Very good. That, that would even good. be that would be passable today if you put that in a film today, I think. It was probably mm-hmm. done in camera with lenses and effects like that and just some lighting around them. And that is I mean, that's how good of an effect it is, is that you could say, well, look at it back here. That could have happened up here. 
I mean that right. that effect could that effect could have been in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, easily. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, just trade out a Fabergé egg with a goat head on it for the ark and it yeah. could have, you know, it could have been True. like instead of trapped souls, it could have been, you know, angels in there or yeah. something. I don't know. Just use your imagination. Well, final uh, thoughts, guys, is it worth recommending? Maybe if you're into the, that horror films from this time period, you might get a kick out of it. Day David Lynn and Hawk, you might get a kick out of this film. Um, also, coming off of the Hammer film, the Hammer horror films era, the craft work put into it is, I think, uh, rises to meet it or even exceed it on on a few levels. Oh, I agree. Yeah, uh, the cinematography it, was excellent. The Makeup was incredible. The direction, I mean, yeah, like you said, the directing of the blocking of the characters, the setup of the shots was good. It's just the acting was just kind of, the direction was kind of flat as far as. Yeah. Story-wise, unless you, unless, unless you really enjoy these cheesy old horror films for the cheese and you don't mind a lot of boring crap, then yeah. But otherwise I would say, you know, maybe an aspiring filmmaker with a low budget, they might get some ideas out of the makeup effects Possibly. or yeah, some I, stuff like I, that. It might be a, a worth studying. I think, like, you go back to those Hammer movies. Those are my personal favorites. I love those. There's some very bad ones, but I really like some of the Hammer movies that were made. You have to allow, when you watch a movie like this, I don't care, you know, it's a horror movie, drama, or whatever. You have to allow for the time that it was made. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Absolutely. And you have to, if you look at it through those eyes, and not so jaded like mine are, you know, you probably would get a little something out of this. Like I said, there are a couple of quote-unquote scary bits in it as far as when the effects go. I guess I could, I would give it a slight recommendation. Just yeah. interesting. It, it, just interesting. Not a terrible film. Um, Definitely not a great film, though. It's, no, not a great film, but, uh, you know, worth checking out, I guess. You yeah. Know. It's, it's got yeah. a couple of high points, but there's long stretches of meh. Yeah. I, I think I still stand by my statement. If you are an aspiring filmmaker with, a, with a, a, you know, a not great budget, you might find some interesting ways or interesting inspirations to include things and, and you know, maybe technically technical wise move your move your filmmaking into some interesting areas learning how to you know similarly to roger corman learning how to stretch a budget uh learning what you can do with your budget and still turn out a very interesting film right that's true you don't have to have a big budget to make a good movie no no look at look at the living dead right he had no budget (laughs) and turned in a great film so yep and well it was probably a discussion for another day but when you when coming when talking about movies like that, especially the older movies with smaller budgets, they still look like movies. Yeah, not the stuff they put out now. No low budget shit. It was filmed yeah. off somebody's fucking portable camera they have. Uh, yeah, yeah, the shot on video stuff this doesn't work for me. No, it doesn't either. It's high quality. Don't get me wrong. There's some good high quality stuff, but it doesn't look like a movie. If that makes any sense. Yeah, and that might be a yeah. good discussion at another time, but yeah, yeah, but that's it. I mean, that's one thing you can say about these old movies; they look like a, they look like a film. Yeah, for lack of a better phrase. 
that's something that they have to do with with digital filmmaking now is they you know, they've got to do frame dropping to make it look like a movie versus looking like somebody recorded it off of TiVo or something. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Anything else we want to want to add? Uh, no, I just, no. you know, thanks for putting up with us. And if you're listening yeah. to the end here, thank you. And yeah, let them know where they can hear from us. Nathan. Ah, uh, we're at on the web at mlctaskforce.com. We have a Facebook group, uh, MLC Midlife Crisis Task Force, and we're on Twitter, MLC under, uh, underscore Task Force, and we're on um, the Geekdom dot Social Mastodon instance at MLC Task Force. So please come check us out. Uh, drop us a line. We really appreciate. We, we would really appreciate feedback from anybody who's listening. Yeah, let us know that you're out there. We'd like, even if it's just say, hey, we listen to your podcast. Yeah. Just yeah. something. We'd just yeah. like to know if somebody is listening. That's all. Please, please. <laughs> We're so lonely. We hope you all have enjoyed, and there'll be a commentary track for this coming out soon. And uh, if you want to check the movie out, so it's on YouTube, guys. Yep. Yeah. On YouTube and it's on Prime for a reasonable renter by fee if you want yep. that version. So yep. all righty. Well everybody have a good one and we will talk at you soon. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.